You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs Which She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein, a three and five Packers traveling to Pittsburgh, a place that they have not won since 1970, to take on the five and three Steelers. So that's uh, Perry. What do you think? <laughs> They've been one in Pittsburgh since the 1970s. Since literally 1970, Bart Starr was the quarterback. Well, Jordan. <laughs> here we go <laughs> what a way to go in right i mean because brett hunley almost won in what was it 2017 that i remember like that game. game that was a good game I, I remember that game vividly actually because i remember thinking wow like maybe brett can you know carry this team until rogers can get back from his collarbone and then they lost in pretty like classic heartbreaking packers fashion um, that was such a tough season. We were actually just talking about that season because we were thinking that if Aaron Rodgers can come back from his Achilles, we don't know if the Jets can. Anyway, we don't need to get into Aaron Rodgers and coming back from his injuries on this show. Um, that's a really fun stat. You love your dope sheet stats. Um, I think this is a very interesting matchup. These are two teams that I think going into the season were in like very similar situations and continue to remain in very interestingly similar situations. Although the Steelers are above 500 and the Packers are sub 500. Um, You said it before the show, but you feel like this is a winnable game. Yeah. I just like, I think that these teams are so interesting and we talked about it a little bit. Like this Steelers team is, honestly just an enigma they're the only team i think in the history of the league to be outgained by their opponents in every single game but to still have a record above 500 like their offense is not good they're not putting a ton together they finally got their run game going against the titans which is you know very similar to what the packers are experiencing but just not putting up a ton of yardage and their defense is keeping them in games yeah, as Najee Harris, a uh, fantasy owner, I can attest to their lack of a ground game. Um, I call that the Mike Tomlin effect of somehow having a above 500 winning record with not a good team <laughs> because it's just a testament to good coaching. Um, I think he's what the one of the only coaches in the league, aside from Bill Belichick, to like have an above 500 record for like every season he's been a head coach except for one or something like ridiculous like that. Um, I don't know. I, th- this team, like this offense is not good. I, I think 
we've seen a lot from Kenny Pickett and he's been very up and down and um, they have fantastic skill position players who have not been able to put it together. Um, And that's not to say the Packers have, right? This is not a um, reflected back at us commentary, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know, they had, they got Deontay Johnson back and he, I think is a very underrated receiver in the league. Very, very good. Um, Seems like George Pickens is already disgruntled and he's barely been with this team. Um, like I said before, I mean, Najee Harris was supposed to like light the league on fire when he got drafted and he has looks like he's running in cement already. Um, they've got a great like secondary running back in Warren, who I think if they kind of like let him loose, he kind of feels like this season's like Tony Pollard where if you let him loose, like he could really do some damage. So I'm a little bit worried about him in the ground game, but it just doesn't, it feels like the Steelers offense, when you watch them, they're just like spits and firts. Like you, you can barely get anything going. I think they had their first, um, similar to the Packers, their first, first half touchdown of the season against the Titans last weekend. Um, so they're just, they're not lighting the league on fire when it comes to this offense. Now, the Packers are keeping their opponents to under 20 points um, on defense. So this should be another game where they, I would expect them to do that, to keep up that streak, but it does look like the Packers are likely going to be again without Jair Alexander. And so when you're going up against an appoint opponent whose strength is in their receiving core, and you're probably going to be without your starting corner. So you're going to have Carrington Valentine who played a wonderful game last weekend. Um, but then you're not without Jair. You're probably with Corey Valentine or, you know, who knows who else um, you're, you're likely at a disadvantage there. Yeah. These teams are like almost eerily similar in the fact that like, I think Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love have like, almost an identical quarterback rating like they're like 0.3 different they have um (laughs) they're working on getting their run games going both of them finally kind of unloaded the run game last week titans put up 166 yards on the ground i think the packers like 184 um the steelers again aren't scoring a ton of points haven't scored more than 26 points all season the packers of course haven't put up more than 20 since like week two against the falcons so very mirrored here in their offensive struggles and kind of who can get things going first because both defensives have played well the contrary to popular belief you know and maybe it's because teams don't need to run the ball necessarily against this Packers defense but they're only giving up like 3.8 yards a carry to running backs this Packers defense in the last couple weeks they've kept opposing offense to sub 70 yards on the ground so like if the Steelers have been struggling in the run game which they have it's the Packers job to still contain that this week and not let them get things going because they have been doing a good job consistently the last couple of weeks. So certainly things, you know, to build off of for this defense. And we'll talk about uh, the Packers offense here and just, but yeah, just really like eerily similar kind of offenses, I think, and the, the same kind of consistent struggles. Yeah. Um, I guess then like this should like be, feel like a common opponent for this defense, if you will. (laughs) Um, But I, I just think like, I I don't know. It just, it just feels like a beatable offense, which means that likely this defense will struggle in some capacity. I don't know. Um, It just feels like one of those games that we're going to be 
you know, wanting to rip our hair out because they're going to be converting every third down. And um, I don't know, I'm feeling very pessimistic about this game. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just something about not having Jair playing. Um, it just feels like, you know, and I, I don't, I, I guess we'll, we'll have to look here um, on Friday to see, because uh, who knows, it, it, but it doesn't feel likely that he plays. Um, it doesn't feel likely Kenny Clark is going to play either um, with the shoulder injury. I, I guess I'd have to check the um, injury report, but when you're, when you're missing your kind of anchors on, on either end of the defense, um, it just, you know, you're going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, maybe we can uh, take like an injury break here. So Jair has been a did not practice all week so far um, with the shoulder, which is unfortunate, right? Because we just talked about on the recap of the Rams game, how he looked like a different person in the second half, especially the Rams game, finally feeling better and able to bend and deflect and kind of do the things that you would expect from a corner. And that's like your bread and butter and to not be able to do that. Obviously, shoulder injury kind of the same way. Can't reach up there and, you know, contest catches like you would want to. So We'll see what happens with him. Hasn't practiced all week. Kenny Clark limited both days. So potentially Rudy Ford back limited in both practices so he could play, but just also like a really, really, really beat up offensive line. Like Elton Jenkins is limited with a knee. Josh Myers has been limited with a knee. Uh, Josh Nyman is limited with his back. John Runyon Jr. is limited with a neck. So like, we don't know who we're going to see if Yash will be able to play at left tackle like the Packers had intended last week, or if that goes to Rashid Walker. We don't know if maybe Sean Ryan gets a look at guard if John Runyon can't go. So like lots of question marks here on the offensive line. That of course also doesn't count Quay Walker on the defensive side of the ball who did not practice yet this week as well with that groin. So he likely is not going. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Quay as well. Um, glad to see Kenny was limited. I didn't. I missed that. Um, so I take that back. Um, your anchor on the defensive line being in huge, um, especially in like you mentioned, at least stopping the ground game, which the Steelers haven't been good at, but keeping them one dimensional is really important because I think you know putting the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands has shown to be you know not the greatest <laughs> formula um, for the Steelers in terms of moving the ball and. Um, putting up points for them so you know that's a place where I think the Packers want to that's the that's going to be their strength right is is keeping um keeping the ground game limited getting the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands and then you know making some plays on the ball I mean pretty much exactly the the game plan for the Rams that's what this defense wants to do against the Steelers Um, I think that's the perfect um game plan against the Steelers offense but yeah not having quite huge um I think we said it before the Rams game and it stands true here. They happen to have a great game plan at the linebacker position against the Rams. I thought um, Isaiah McDuffie really stepped up and Dre had his best game of the season um, for sure. So I I feel confident if they play the same way that the Packers can, you know, carry the weight without Quay, but Quay has been probably the best, one of the best defenders, um, 
you know, this entire season. And so to not have him, you know, is it just, they're at a disadvantage, but um, you want him to get healthy because he's just been an absolute beast out there. Yeah. Devondre Campbell is Green Bay's highest run defender per like PFF metrics. So again, take those with your, your own grain of salt, but by like a <laughs> wide margin, like he has an elite run defense grade and it's, it's shown up. Like you've seen him everywhere, especially now that he's back healthy. Um, mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, Cam Hayward took a step back in practice. He was limited yesterday, did not practice today, dealing with a groin injury. So that would be a really, really significant loss for the Steelers defense mm-hmm. if he can't go. And I know Minka Fitzpatrick was also kind of limited, but think he'll play. I, I kind of had yeah. expected him to be there. So Cam Hayward, probably the big one in that capacity, whether or not he can go. Um, Cam's been kind of hurt all season. Um, yeah, I think he got banged up like week one or something and then has been yeah. dealing with it. They have so many players I love on that side of the ball. They have like the best, like they, I think have when they're, when the Steelers are fully healthy, they have, I think my favorite defense, sorry, 49ers um, of the whole league. Um, TJY included obviously in this, but I mean, we'll get, we'll get there. I know um, if we still have more to talk about on the Packers side of the ball, but I think the Steelers defense when they're fully healthy, they just haven't been this season, unfortunately, like you just mentioned, but they have, playmakers on playmakers at all levels yeah I don't want to you know bring up the Badger connection because I know TJ Watt will forever be a sticking point for Packer fans but they have a ton of Badgers too which makes it fun like Keanu Benton has been phenomenal on the defensive line for them one of their best players I think on the defensive side of the ball he's obviously a former Badger they have um, Nate and Nick um, Herbig which is fun too more Wisconsin connection so lot of a uh, lot of badger ties to the Steelers but I think I think we can probably flip start talking about this Packers yeah. offense and how it goes up against the Steelers defense because like you said the Steelers have a very good defense and even though they are banged up they are still a very very good defense yeah I mean you mentioned Minka already I love Minka obviously he was also taken in 2019 um and he would have been a player that I would have, have I would have loved the Packers to have taken. Um, this Steelers defense plays with a level of aggression that I wish the Packers defense played with. They fly to the ball. They, I mean, like I mentioned before, they've been banged up, and so they've been playing kind of this like next man up a little bit defense and. I don't think they've been playing to like their full strength and they've also been, you know, very similarly to the Packers defense a little bit, like not been able to have playing with a lead, like playing with an offense that hasn't been able to play complimentary football for them. And so it's been hard to see them like kind of playing up to their caliber because they're carrying their team a little bit while the similarities are actually pretty wild now that we're discussing this opponent. Um, but so it's hard when, you know, your offense isn't able to put up points to really like play to the level of defense that you want to, and you're spending so much time on the field, but like their strength obviously is their pass rush. Um, I think like when you think of the Steelers, you think about, you know, their front, their potential like defensive player of the year and just their ability to get to the quarterback in all ways. And you mentioned it already in the injury report, but this Packers offensive line is incredibly banged up right now. Um, It was banged up after week one and it continues to only go downhill. And 
Jordan Love has been taking a number of sacks over the last few weeks, um, whether it be because, you know, the line is collapsing around him or because he's been hanging on to the ball a little bit too long because coverage has been good or because he isn't taking what's in front of him. So it's going to be really key, no matter who trots out there in front of him, for him to get the ball out quickly this week. Um, He's going to have to just take what this defense gives him, um, get the ball as quickly as possible and, or throw it away. Otherwise this could be a game that gets out of hand really, really quickly. And all of a sudden Jordan's getting hit and is taking like six, seven, eight sacks. Like that is not like an over-exaggeration. It could very easily happen, especially with a banged up O-line against the Steelers pass rush. So that's like number one key in my mind going into this game is like, how do we keep Jordan upright and how do we assist him in getting the ball out quickly? Yeah. I mean this, you know, everybody thinks of TJ Watt as the guy and rightfully so second in the league in sacks, nine and a half, a ton of pressures in, like you said, the conversation for being a defensive player of the year candidate. But then on the other edge, you've got Alex Highsmith who had 11 pressures and two sacks last week. So it's like, he's the forgotten guy, but he's also an elite pass rusher. So between the two of them, I think they had like the most pressures in a, as a defensive duo last week. So just like really two players to account for when you've got uncertainty at left tackle, whether it's Yash or Rashid who had struggled, but looked decent last week, Zach Tom far and away your best lineman this year, um, both how he's played and how he's graded out. Um, interior of the offensive line is really banged up and that could be part of why Elton hasn't necessarily looked like Elton but I think we talked about it you know in in previous shows but this is when you have to get creative because you know and you can if you don't want to hurt feelings or you know give up people's jobs they're injured so you start the healthy guys but like I want to see more of Sean Ryan Sean Ryan trotted into the NFL and was like hey I'm gonna line up against Aaron Donald and he was a bulldozer like give him more reps and this is the opportunity to do it. And you don't really have a choice because this Steelers defensive front is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they're relentless. Like you watch TJ Watt go after the quarterback without a helmet the other night. Like they don't care. They will finish. They are finishers. Um, it scares me a little bit for Jordan, um, which is why, again, I think that like getting the ground game going against this defense is going to be huge for the Packers it's huge every week because you need a balanced offense no matter what but I think going up against a pass rush like the Steelers have like the only way to counteract them and at least try to like dictate what you want to do at all is to like get AJ and Aaron going because you want to try to get some level of like leverage push on the line of scrimmage and like you're gonna have to do that with the ground game and then hopefully that opens things up but like if you try at all to start out this game with Jordan just like pass 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 like they're gonna swallow you whole yeah I mean there's there's really no other way to say it like this has to be the kind of game where he does take the checkdowns and he takes what's in front of him, even if it's two yards, like you cannot afford to get behind the sticks. And I think that has to do a lot with Matt LaFleur and his creativity too. You can't, and it's really easy for us to sit here, right. And say, you have to play mistake-free football, but 
we saw it, right? Two fourth and ones that should have converted that were penalties that stalled drives. Like you can't afford to make those kinds of mistakes. You can't have, you know, a pickup of five yards on first down, get called back for holding. And then suddenly it's like first and 15, second and 17. Like if the Packers are shooting themselves in the foot and having to play behind the sticks, it's like you said earlier, like this game can get out of hand very quickly because this is a defense that's also plus they're plus eight in turnover differential. Like they are, I think they have four games this year when they've had three or more turnovers in a game. Like oh god, they are getting after the football. And we saw two fumbles from the Packers offense last week. So like you can't be prone to mistakes and play against a team with a huge turnover differential because it's just they just can't afford to beat themselves because we know the Steelers can beat them easily if they're yeah. not playing to their full potential. Yeah. I mean, two things to that point is one is we've seen when kind of like when the Packers push themselves backwards, whether that be with a penalty or with a sack, it ends drives. Right. And so if you shoot yourselves in the foot or if you allow a TJ Watt or an Alex Highsmith to get to you, that's a drive ender. And Clearly, with a team and a defense like this, like you said, with an amazing turnover differential, that's clearly why this team is above 500 because <laughs> the offense isn't doing it. You know, they're putting their offense in good field position. And, you know, the Packers defense can only do so much if, you know, the Steelers defense is getting the ball and giving it to the offense at, you know, their own, the Packers, you know, 20 yard line. It's, it's just they're going to have to play mistake-free, and this Packers offense has yet to really have a game where they've done that, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's also a tale of two teams in the red zone. Like, this is a Steelers offense that is very bad in the red zone. They're 27th, and it's a Steelers defense that is very good in the red zone. They're 8th. On mm. fourth downs, they're second in the league. They're only allowing conversions on fourth down, I think, like 30% of the time. So it's just it's a true testament to the fact that they are literally ending drives for teams when teams are going for it on fourth down. Like all of this makes sense as to why the Steelers aren't putting up a ton of yardage. And it's because their defense has been so dominant that they're giving the Steelers offense short yardage situations to work with and allowing them to, you know, they still have Boswell as their kicker, right? Like he's kind of, he's kind of the point scorer right now. Like he can just get into field goal range from 50 yards out and they're good to go. So like it, if the Packers defense can somehow force the Steelers into long yardage situations and try to make them drive down the field, I think they'll be okay. But if they get into any short yardage situations where it's like goal to go or like inside the 30, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. I, I really do. I mean, maybe I, I don't think I've ever said this on this show before, but like this is going to be a huge special teams game for the Packers, I think like this, this is really going to be a game where I think like you make that tackle at the 10 yard line, like Kenny Pickett's not driving the field 90 yards, but if you allow a big return, like you're giving this team more than enough to do something with, you know, like if, or if like Keyshawn Nixon can like do something for this Packers offense, like seven versus three is going to be huge. I think this is going to be a really low scoring game and I think every every single point is going to count, right? And field position, to your point, is going to be huge. And turnovers are going to mean wins and losses. I mean, that that I say that and, like, people listening will be like, yeah, duh, Perry. Like, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. But not always. You know what I mean? Like, you can turn the ball over in some games. Like, we saw last game. The, the Packers fumbled twice and still won. 
right? Like there, there are yeah. games where like you can you can make. I don't think that's going to be the case in this game because the Steelers' defense is so dominant. And Kenny Pickett, like you know, we we gave him some grief at the beginning of the show. Like I will say, he is a game finisher. There have been plenty of games that the Steelers' defense have kept has kept very very close one-score games this season, and Kenny Pickett can put together a game-winning drive. He has done it multiple times this season. All the Steelers have needed is one game-winning drive, and he can do it, right? They have enough skill position players, and he can put together a game-winner. So that's the other piece of this, right? Like, he has played more games than Jordan Love. He's played, like, a full season more, and he he can do it. He's shown he can. So this is going to be close, and Packers need to be really, really clean in order to walk away with this one. I think they can do it, and they really, really, really need to show that they can. Um, I think that winning against like a really bad Rams team and then a bad loss in in Pittsburgh would just be a really dejecting like morale loser. I don't know. It would it would just feel really, really shitty. Yeah, and I uh. I was just thinking about this, like, as you were saying it, but we talked about it, right? Like, you can't get too high off of a win, but the Rams mm-hmm. game gave them a lot of foundational pieces to build off of. So you can't just go backwards now. You can't take the leap forward and then all of a sudden get bulldozed, like, you know, four steps back. They've put together, like, contested catches we saw, it felt like, for the first time in weeks. Luke Musgrave, first touchdown of his career, got the tight end involved. Aaron Jones, 20 carries, like, they started doing everything that we had been clamoring for all season from the offense. The defense was really physical, 10 passes defense. Like it's going to be tough. Like the Steelers are a much better football team than the Rams, but you have to at least put some things together. And if it's a loss, it's a loss, but you still have to show progress and promise. And that's where I absolutely agree with you because if, if they come out and they look like the team that lost to the Raiders and the Broncos, then that that victory feels meaningless because it's like, well, what did you really learn? Like if they come out and they're not scoring until midway through the third quarter, it's like, okay, this is the same old team. But if they come out and they like put a drive together and they put up six points in the first drive, it's like, okay, like we're cooking with gas maybe now. Like maybe we're maybe we're on to something here. So I think that is maybe even, I don't know if you can call it a key to victory, but just a key to progress is what we need to see from this Packers team. I love that key to progress. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really think like ground game, keep Jordan Love upright in some form or fashion. I'd really love to see Jean Ryan. You mentioned it earlier. Like, I think you're going to have to at this point with injuries, but like receivers step up a little bit more. We saw it last week. You mentioned contested catches, but like, let's see just a little bit more, just a little bit more, like just build off the Rams. We saw some good stuff, just build off of what we saw last week, I think. Matt LaFleur was a little bit more in the bag with some of the play calls. Just keep building off that momentum. I know that they have it in them. Like, I know that the pieces are there. I know that they can do it. I know that they can beat this team. I think the only, like, this goes south and sideways real fast when the Steelers' pass rush starts just, like, not allowing this offense to get running at all. And that's, like, entirely in the realm of possibility here. You keep Jordan Love upright. You can you can get, make this a game. That that that's it. That's how I feel. Yeah, and I mean, I think Jordan Love, statistically at least, had his second best game of the season last week. 
And you can feel about that, you know, any which way, but statistically his second best season only behind week one. And that's again, a foundational building block for him too. Like he's getting more confidence. The deep ball is starting to work. There's obviously moments like we talked about the Christian Watson deep ball should have led his receiver a little more could be like a speed connection thing. Like we talked about with MVS, but again, that's another thing you want to see worked on, right? Like he's building confidence. His receivers week in and week out are getting on the same page with him more guys are getting involved. Like it's been really cool to see Dontavian Wicks slowly acclimate back into the offense. And he looks like another, you know, NFL receiver. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to like, I think Jordan Love is getting comfortable, but like you said, that's how the Steelers then win this game is by making him uncomfortable because we're seeing the progress and it's going to be really easy for them, unfortunately, to stifle it. If the Packers aren't uh, on their P's and Q's on Sunday. Yeah. So give me your, uh, your score prediction. I really want to say that like, this is the game where the Packers put up more than 20, but I don't, I think it's going to be like 2017, 2014 Steelers. Like it just feels like it's going to be a slog. And I feel like both teams are probably going to run the ball pretty effectively, which also makes me think it's going to be a fast game. Like I think that the clock is going to drain and there's just not going to be a ton of drives because, you know, possessions are going to be limited. Yeah. Um, I also think, so you're taking the Steelers to win. Yeah. Yeah. I was also thinking that I think it's going to be like 17, 14 Steelers. I could see it being a last minute field goal that, you know, clinches it for somebody, probably Pittsburgh, but especially knowing, you know, who their kicker is big time situations. They don't need to technically drive too far down the field. Like, yeah. I also hope I'm wrong. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, 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 I think, yeah, I'm with you. Well, hopefully we get to surprise everyone and talk about a win on Monday. I, I guess, won't be here. Perry will have some fun guests lined up while I am uh, yes. MIA for the next week. So please make sure that you still tune in to hear Perry and all of the fun guests she's got. Um, thank you, of course, as always, for listening to the show. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at PAX, what she said. We are so close to 1,000 subscribers. Please help us go ahead and hit that metric We would love to be in the quadruple digits um, on YouTube. If you're listening on any of the audio platforms, of course, we always, always appreciate your listening here as well. Thank you so much for downloading and following us this way. Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. And yeah, we'll be back on Monday. We metaphorically, Perry physically, will be back on Monday, hopefully talking about the Packers uh, winning in Pittsburgh for the first time since 1970. So go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!